Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. If there is one sure way to make a cradle Episcopalian uncomfortable, it is to ask them this. Tell me about the moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Right? I mean, I know many of you were raised in other Christian denominations. Some feel comfortable with that line of conversation, but generally Episcopalians don't always talk about it in that kind of language. Perhaps I should just speak for myself. The first time I really got asked that question, I was 25 years old, and I was on a date with a very smart and cute nurse. She asked me the question, and I was like, well, what? I didn't have a clean and simple answer. And for some reason, she wasn't satisfied with, I'm going to be a priest, or let's pray before we eat dinner. So that nurse, who's now my wife, of course, and I eventually agreed that there are those who have conversion experiences like Saul or Paul, the lightning strike moments of clarity, just as there are those who are aware of and familiar with and convinced that Christ is our Savior from the get-go, without a lot of fanfare. So to this day, I can't tell you the exact moment when I became a believer, but I know that from whenever it was, I'm closer to salvation with every second and every hour and every day that passes. And that is exactly what Paul is writing today to this group of new believers in Rome. And at first, we might think it's kind of a duh talk. Whenever you start believing, time is passing, so you're closer to being with God. But that's not really his point, is it? Paul is encouraging these young believers not to rest on salvation alone. They are, and we are, after all, hanging out here in the world for a bit longer. So we might as well live into our faith. Paul says, put on the armor of light. What a great analogy, one that would have totally resonated with Romans, and it still does with us today. Suit up. Whether you're a soldier putting on gear, a surgeon putting on scrubs, a business person putting the ensemble together, whatever your outward garb, put Christ in the wardrobe every day. For those of you still working from home and putting on only a nice shirt while you're wearing your PJs on the bottom, I'm not sure what to say about that. But I do want to make a clear distinction here. Putting on Christ does not mean putting on a mask and pretending. This doesn't feel authentic. This isn't genuine. This isn't sustainable. Paul says to put on Christ, the true fit, the one size that really does fit all because love in action, pure and simple and unconditional, is what happens when you truly attire yourself with Christ. So I started my sermon with that somewhat awkward question. I promise never to ask you again. But I didn't really say, Happy New Year, because this is Advent 1, the first Sunday of the new church year. But before you start Christmas shopping in your mind, listen to the definition of this day. The name Advent is derived from the Latin word for coming. The season is a time of preparation and expectation for the coming celebration of our Lord's nativity, and the final coming of Christ in power and in glory. Maybe that's why with our gospel today, we find ourselves back in the Olivet Discourse. 
the teaching that Jesus did in Jerusalem right before he was handed over to crucifixion. That little talk about the end of this age and ultimately Christ's second coming. Because as we wait to remember the first coming, we also wait in anticipation of the final advent. You might have noticed that we are in Matthew's gospel this morning instead of Luke. In fact, after 24 weeks of the season of Pentecost, we've concluded a year in Luke. Now we'll be spending time together in Matthew. Luke wrote to the Gentiles. Matthew is writing mainly to the new Jewish Christian community, and it will be a notable change of tone. I promise you. Jesus said to the disciples, but about that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. So we don't get to know the when. Too bad. Those folks that Matthew was talking to, they were tired of waiting. That was 2,000 years ago. There are people even now, as you know, predicting the exact date of the end of the world. Most of us remember the clock ticking down to doomsday at one time or another. Do you remember the hoopla as that millennia approached? Y2K? The end of days? That was 22 years ago. I'm telling you, anyone, anyone peddling an exact date and time for the coming of Christ is at best uninformed and at worst a liar. Not even Jesus himself knows. We hear that today. Only God the Father. However, we do have a calling. We have a calling, and it's not a nine-to-five job, but it is a calling for every single one of us to be ready, to stay awake, to put on the armor of light. I'll be the first to say that I'm glad not to have had to do what Noah did, Building that giant boat in the middle of the desert seems foolish even to say out loud right now. And yet we know how that story ended. And here we have a reminder. So will the end days be, eating, drinking, marrying, being given in marriage, all the things. It doesn't say anywhere not to do those things. So we'll keep doing them, but we do them differently than the world does. We do what we are called to do. We put on that armor of light We put on Jesus while we do them. If we are clothed in Christ, all those activities are changed into something joyful, something sacred, instead of something mundane and trite. The armor of light. I imagine that phrase is sounding a bit repetitive at this point, but I want it to sink in. So, look, the scary stuff, the one will be left and one will be taken, I don't believe it's said by Jesus to make us think that we have to be afraid of being left behind. And I don't know about folks getting snatched up into heaven in the rapture or for whatever other purpose there might be, but I do know this. I know that tactics of terror contradict everything that Jesus ever said. And what Jesus left us with, which you might remember was his peace. Again and again, we are encouraged by Jesus to be not afraid when we put on the armor of light. There's simply no room in there for fear. Matthew's audience needed to hear that it's best to remain vigilant, to remain awake, to remain faithful, and so do we. For us, it is all too easy to get caught up in every season, but my goodness, especially this one. By the way, the you, 
But you, in the last sentence of our reading today, therefore you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. That you is plural, of course, in the Greek, reminding us that we're not alone in our preparations. We're not alone in our vigil. We are not alone. Because the you, St. James Parish, is really y'all. And that means us, together, putting on the armor of light. So, y'all also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Maybe that's how we stay vigilant. That's how we wait together. Amen.